Good morning, brothers and sisters. It is uh, Joe Zenk coming to you with another Joe uh, Cup of Joe podcast on uh, Tuesday, the 21st of July. And I wish you every uh, joy and blessing this day. It is a gorgeous day here in uh, Kiel, where I'm um, where I'm sitting in my office at Saints Peter and Paul. Doing this podcast in the morning. We're trying to get this back on track a little bit here. Uh, for those who want to follow along at home today, the gospel we'll be looking at, again, uh, following along with Matthew chapter 12, it will be verses 46 to 50. So Matthew 12, 46 to 50. Let's listen to the word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. While Jesus was speaking to the crowds, his mother and his brothers appeared outside, wishing to speak with him. Someone told him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside asking to speak with you. But he said in reply to the one who told him, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my heavenly Father is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, this story is uh, one that Matthew takes from the Gospel of Mark. In fact, uh, all the synoptics have this particular story within it. Um, and a number of different levels that I want to talk about today. The first being, uh, as Catholics, we may ask ourselves, I thought that Jesus uh, was the only child. And here we're speaking about brothers uh, of Jesus. And, and at other points in the gospel, uh, when Jesus goes back to Nazareth, particularly the crowds say, hey, is, is this not the son of the carpenter? Are not these people? And, and they name brothers and, and sisters you know, uh, which would indicate he was not uh, an only child. I mean, and certainly as Catholics, we believe in the perpetual virginity of Mary. And so how are we to, to square that circle? How are we to, to uh, figure that out and, and deal with that? Uh, and I will use uh, this idea, um, and it's going to flow into the second uh, part of what I'm, I'm uh, going to talk about. Um, but that the same word that is used here in Scripture, and now this was written in Greek, uh, but the same word that is written, um, I, that means brother or sister, also can mean extended family, niece, nephew, uh, cousin. Here's how I know that. The same word that is used here in this gospel uh, that says your mothers and brothers are, are standing outside, is used uh, in Genesis when Abram is speaking about Lot. Now, if you remember Abram, Lot was Abram's nephew. And uh, Lot was in Sodom. And uh, when he came out of there, uh, he was with Abram for a little while. And uh, then they had to part ways um, not in a bad way, but, but their flocks were getting too big. And, and Abram takes Lot and says, take a look at all this that's given to us by God. Which side do you want? And I'll take the other. 
and uh, and Lot chooses one, Abram chooses the other, and they and they um, part, if I may use that word that way. But that same word that describes the relationship of Lot to Abram, which is a nephew, is the word that's used here. So uh, that's why, you know, some people may say, well, that doesn't make any sense. You know, Jesus didn't have any brothers and sisters. It could well, very well indicate that it's talking about extended family here. Um, and, and there are those who would say, well, that may mean Joseph had uh, uh, stepchildren or, or children of his own when he entered into a marriage with Mary, uh, that it was a second marriage. He was older as the tradition and uh, because he passes away earlier uh, the last time we hear about him when was Jesus was 12 years old all of which may be true uh, all of which we simply don't know but just know when it says that uh, Jesus had brothers here or later in the gospel when it says he has brothers and sisters aren't they who they are there are reasonable and legitimate reasons that a Catholic can say but here's also what that word can mean and here's also what uh, tradition would say or, or that has been passed down from the church. So uh, it does not mean we need to throw out the idea of the perpetual virginity of Mary as Catholics. But let me go into that second part. Um, because that same word is used, what you and I would say, oh, that doesn't make sense. Let's, let's distinguish between cousins, nieces, nephews, uncles, aunts, uh, things like that, and uh, direct family, brothers, sisters. Uh, siblings, uh, they didn't distinguish then, and it wasn't important to them. And, and that's the second part of what I want to talk about here, which is Jesus is saying, you know, who are my mother and who is my brother? Uh, in the midst of a culture that was steeped in family was everything. Uh, you know, I, I know some of you may have heard this. I, I gave a reflection a few weeks back. Um, and talked about this as well. But in this culture, family was not just, oh, you know, they're, they're part of who I am and I'm associated with them. Family determined who I was. It determined my status in a town. It determined what work I would have because I did not break outside of what the family did. It would determine who I was, how I was, in the world today. All of this uh, was determined by my family. And for Jesus to imply here, and he clearly is, that um, family is more than that, it, that would be anathema. That would be absolute heresy to the people of that day. But he's taking family from a blood relationship, even it be it a distant one, aunts, uncles, again, cousins, siblings, or yeah, certainly siblings too, but uh, nieces, nephews, all those, they would all be considered family. And he's saying, I'm going to take it to the next level. Anyone who is a disciple of mine, you are family, you are brothers and sisters. It's how brothers and sisters, well, I can use that term right there. It's how we say that we are church, we are family. When we gather together It's and, and Father says to us, uh, my brothers and sisters, you know, let us pray or, or whatever it is, because we are taking the words of Jesus and saying that is true, that those of us who are disciples of Jesus, but not only disciples, brothers and sisters, that's the key here. That's, Jesus says, 
Who is my mother? Who is my brother? And stretching out his hands toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and brother, for whoever does the will of my heavenly father is my brother, sister, and mother. So it's beyond that idea of merely saying I am a follower of Jesus, which is a disciple and a student of, to whoever acts in that name, whoever does the will of my heavenly father is my brother, sister, and mother. And this is the last point I want to make. My friends, yesterday I was listening to a podcast. Uh, I listened to one. It's called The Daily. It's put out every day, Monday through Friday, by the New York Times, a marvelous podcast. Just um, focuses on usually one news item of the day, but, but goes deeper, usually about 20, 25-minute podcast. Uh, and yesterday's was on the life of John Lewis. John passed away uh, over... Um, Oh, gosh, I want to say about three, four days ago. I don't know if it was over the weekend or, or late last week. And John Lewis was a, um, an incredible figure in the civil rights movement, uh, particularly the 60s and, and beyond. But uh, it was a fascinating listen. It was a longer one. It was 39 minutes yesterday. But it delved into his life. And... Um, and how he stood up for civil rights, and how he believed strongly with his life in the principle of nonviolence, uh, and, uh, and agreed with Martin Luther King on that, who, of course, both of them were disciples of Mahatma Gandhi um, in his uh, nonviolent uh, actions, uh, who, of course, learned that from Christ in Scripture. Now, again, listening to the, to the life of John Lewis and, and what he did is he was part of those sit-ins in restaurants where uh, when he grew up in Nashville, when he was there um, as seminary uh, or even beyond seminary, when he was actively involved in the movement that they were not allowed in, in any of the restaurants that, that were, uh, it was not, um, it was still segregated at the time. It wasn't integrated. And to go in there, they would have cigarettes put out on them. Uh, and they would have, have uh, condiments uh, thrown on them. And they would um, be beaten, literally, uh, within an inch of their life for doing something as simple as that. And not returning violence with violence, but merely being present there. And the power that he said that that found there was in they're allowing that to happen and for anyone to view that and see the oppressive nature of the, of, and the violence of those who are perpetrating the act and, and how that was unmasking it, that violence uh, it was being unmasked in that action and how no one could take the side of the violent or the oppressor at that point because they saw them for who they were. And they saw that system for who it was and what it was. And, uh, and again, they, they took this um, from uh, the, the teachings and the actions of Mahatma Gandhi. So where am I going with this? Because, brothers and sisters, Mahatma Gandhi, uh, when asked about Jesus Christ, talked about how he was an incredible believer in Jesus Christ. Now, Mahatma Gandhi was a Hindu, but he was very... 
um, familiar with the teachings of Jesus. And he said on time and time again, my issue is not with Jesus Christ. My issue is with Christianity and how that is lived out and how his reading of the Sermon on the Mount, it said, went straight to his heart. And the Sermon on the Mount left such a deep impression on his mind that when he read it, that it caused a lasting impact on him for until the end of his days. And that he, he Mahatma Gandhi, was called an apostle of nonviolence. Why? Because it was in the Sermon on the Mount, brothers and sisters, that Jesus said, you know, if someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn and offer them the left. And that we are called to love our enemies. And Mahatma Gandhi took that, those lessons to heart, and he lived those out. And what did it do? It changed South Africa, first and foremost, because that's where he lived. Um, and the apartheid that was against the Indian people down there. And then he went to India, and it ultimately changed a nation and brought the, uh, the British um, to, to make great changes within there and ended the uh, colonialization of India back in the late 40s. Now, here's my point. There would be those who would say, because Mahatma Gandhi was not a Christian, a follower of Christ, that he is not a brother or sister or, or mother, uh, that he is not family to Jesus Christ. But my friends, if we are going to take the, the words of Jesus seriously here, I urge you to rethink that if you stand in that camp. And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, here are my brother or my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my heavenly Father is my brother and sister and mother. I would argue that Mahatma Gandhi, in how he took the teachings of Christ to his heart and lived them and changed the world because of them, is more mother and brother and sister to Christ than many of those who call themselves followers of Jesus Christ. My friends, let me leave you with this point. If you and I are going to follow Jesus Christ and call ourselves disciples and followers and lovers of, let it not be for any of us in word only, but may it find itself in action, in bold action, no less than John Lewis or Mahatma Gandhi or Martin Luther King. Let us take the words of Jesus to our heart and carry them until the end of our days and let them change us so we may carry them into a world that is in need of seeing that. Let's pray. Our, uh, well, before we pray, let's uh, take a moment of silence. If there is someone or something for which you would like to pray, let us uh, call that to mind at this time. We continue through the luminous mysteries today. And so, my friends, uh, let us begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second luminous mystery is the wedding feast at Cana. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, be well. Uh, Enjoy this wonderful day uh, as a gift from God. And uh, my love and blessings to you, and I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow. Bye-bye.